It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards blow out the Boston Celtics 130-111. Danny Avdia, a.k.a. Turbo, puts on a show with 25 points. Chris Hapsperzingis puts on a show with 32 points. We're going to talk about the young guys and how good did Denny and the young guys look tonight. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and, GM and managing your basketball franchise? then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON ALL CAPS in the game. All right, so Denny Avdia, a.k.a. Turbo, 25 points. Chris Hesperzingas, 32 points. Later, we are going to talk about the Bradley Bill situation with the fan that heckled him and um, is now pressing charges for Bradley Bill for not um, you know, hitting the points on a parlay for the fans. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but in the good news of things, Washington Wizards beat the Celtics 130 to 111. What were your thoughts on Danny obvious performance tonight and the young guys and the game as a whole? Turbo. That's what I'm talking about, man. Um, 25 points, but most importantly, 10 rebounds, man. You know, he's really starting to show the ability to get rebounds and uh, shooting 10 for 16 from the field. So, you know, he was efficient tonight. No, I, I like what I see. Once they get these guys uh, playing time, I love what I see from him, Kispert, and really Johnny Davis. You know, you're really starting to see these young guys coming to their own. And I think, you know, I know the, you know, the organization hasn't officially said they're going to tank. And really, you know, they ain't tanking tonight. Because, I mean, they really, I mean, a really, really solid win against a really good Boston Celtics team. But, you know, get back to the young guys, most importantly, Denny, man. You know, again, a really good performance. And it's starting to show a lot of progress, man. Um Looking at Kispert, 15 points, but shooting three for six from three points. So, again, his shot continues to look real solid in the second half of the year. And Johnny Davis, seven points, but eight rebounds. So, you know, again, with these young guys, man, you're starting to see a lot of progress with them. And I I love seeing them get playing time. I love it. You know, I think this was a good move on behalf of the team. And and I think another thing that kind of highlights tonight is KP doesn't look bad being the man. I mean, I'm just saying, he doesn't look bad as being the guy. I mean, look at him tonight, 32 points, 13 rebounds. You know, he's not the type of player where he demands a lot of the ball a lot. You know, he just – he looked good being the guy because, you know, the um, the ball movement is a lot more fluid without Kuz, without Bill. And I'm not saying we're better or worse. I'm not going to get into that whole debate. But I think that we all can agree that this lineup is a lot more fluid on the offensive end without those two in the lineup. Because the young guys, I mean, they're really, really playing well. And like I said, KP, man, 
is kind of the you know the unspoken hero man because he's kind of quiet you know he's so again i i like what i see from this team man Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the offers through KP. I mean, he he has been that number one guy at times for sure. Uh, I was just looking at the stat at his stat. I think he leads the the team in like points and boards and, and something like that. He's just had he's had a heck of a season and he's really been healthy all year. And they they move the ball from start to finish. Um, the young guys. Uh, yeah. Chris has tonight. Thirty two points, 12 boards, six assists, 14 for 21. Almost had a triple double. Um, but like you said, you brought up a good point, man. They they did look good with Porzingis out there. They did look they look good running the offense through him, high post in the post. Um, he got easy baskets. Uh, he he made some tough shots too over Jalen Brown. It was some tough shots over Jason Tatum. Some tough shots over Grant Williams. But from start to finish, and it really looked like they played five out. Uh, Porzingis was on the three point line. They just spread the ball, moved the ball, backdoor cuts. Um, I think Denny had a nice backdoor cut. I think Kendrick Nunn had a nice wide open backdoor cut for a dunk as well. Um, and the Wizards played, they just played, they looked like they wanted this game more than the Celtics. They out-rebounded the Celtics. They were getting stops. They were forcing turnovers, getting fast break points, pushing the pace. Denny Avdia uh, getting some steals and some dunks and yelling people's fa- in pa- people's faces, getting an and one on Jason Tatum, pushing Marcus Smart out the way and talking trash to Marcus Smart in his face. So Denny Avdia had a heck of a game. I uh, like you brought up Corey Kispert, knocking down threes, had three threes tonight. Uh, he's been doing a great job getting to the basket, uh, finishing layups around the rim. Um, who else had a good game tonight? But basically, Monte Morris. Monte Morris had a heck of a game tonight too. You know, we gave Monte a hard time, uh, but he's had a he had a heck of a game tonight. Nineteen points, nine assists, only one turnover tonight. Yeah, actually, he had zero turnovers tonight. He was a plus twenty five. Uh, Porzingis was a plus twenty six. Denny was a plus twelve. Corey was a plus fourteen. Uh, Delon Wright had a couple. He had uh, two steals, two assists, five boards, eight points. He was a plus twenty one. And uh, Kendrick Nunn, he he provided some juice off the bench tonight too. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he had some big shots and cut to the basket. But I hate that, of course, they play this way when the season is basically over. You know, this is what I wanted to see them do earlier in the year. Uh, but as long as the young guys are winning, I'm fine with the win. I can't be mad at it as long as the guys are developing. We saw some flashes from Danny. I just want to see, and like you said, rebounding too for Danny. 10 boards, 25 points, another career high, ties his career high. But he he's just a jack of all trades. He can do multiple things. He can board, he can he can assist, had five assists, had a steal. Um, he's a stat sheet stuffer. So Denny is showing his potential. Um, took the basket against uh, he took the basket against Al Horford one time. He made a right-hand lamp on the left side, which is fine. Um, but the fact that he dribbled to the left side and got to the basket with his left hand, which is something that we want him to really work on. He's doing things that we want him to work on. He's improving his game. Didn't didn't argue with the refs tonight. Didn't put his head down if he missed a shot tonight. Didn't miss many shots, 10 for 15, but it's just showing the development. But the question is, can he do this with Bradley Bill on the court at, at the same time? Can he do this with can he do this with Kuzma on the court at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good question, man. Whether he can continue this performance with this, those two in the lineup. But Again, you can't take much away from his performance, man. He's really progressing. Like like you said, you know, he's starting to drive the lane with, with a lot of confidence now, man. You know, he made that, he made, he made that one shot, and then he, you know, sitting instead before the crowd. I was like, all right, man, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, now nah, I like what I see from Denny, man. I, I'm proud of what I saw from him tonight. Uh, again, Kispert, these two guys have really come, came into their own in the second half of the year with playing time. They, you really see the progress with their performances. Uh, Johnny Davis, man. You know, I get it. 
seven points, but eight rebounds. You know, his ability as a guard to go in there and get rebounds, man. I mean, he continues to show a really high basketball IQ, man. Um, one for five from three, but you know, three for nine from the field. But you know, he he's confidence. All three of these young guys, man, is all a question of confidence. When they're confident, when they have playing time, man, when they have veteran leadership, that's I think that's another thing. I really didn't give Monte this dude tonight. I'm gonna go ahead and shout out Monte. Uh, 19 points, nine assists, man. I'm just saying, uh, nine for 15 no for the field. Absolutely. But I think the biggest thing tonight was one, I do like the lineup with him and Delon, and they took leadership tonight. You know, they really pushed these young guys. If you if you really watch, they were pushing these young guys. They took lead, and that's what I want to see from Alicia Rowe from, you know, Morris and um and Delon, man. But no, nah, the young guys did well tonight. This is a big win. But like you said. Where was this at early in the year, man? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's just it, it's a tease, man, because this is a really good win against a really good basketball team, man. I mean, this team's trying to challenge for a championship. So, nah, man, you know, in the, the wrap it up, man, nah, I was really proud of this team tonight, man. They really came to their own, and I, I, I'd like to see say consistency, but we all know where our hearts lie as far as the rest of the year, but. But with their performances, I do think there's light at the end of the tunnel for this franchise either way as far as young talent. So, Yeah, 100%. Um, Jason Tatum, he went off in, in the first quarter. They did make adjustments. They started to double him, so they kind of made him cool off a little bit. Um, and they held the Celtics to 25% from the three-point line. The Celtics shot 11 for 44, and the Celtics are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. And I forgot, I, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned Johnny, too. You made a good point about Johnny. He didn't – you know, he had seven points, hit a nice three. Uh, but he had eight boards, man. That's 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 just toughness. You know, he's a he's a six four, six five guard. That's not scared to mix it up. Play football in high school. Um, you see the dog in him at Wisconsin. It's just the confidence to get out of him. You know, he has to get that confidence in him, uh, and he's starting to do that. So uh, that's why I'm that's why I'm that's why I'm positive about the win is because the young guys show flashes. But um, we're gonna talk about Bradley Bill and the news that just came out. Uh, this morning and then we're gonna get to comments and talk a little bit more about the game but before we do that today's episode is brought to you by ultimate gm ultimate pro basketball gm is the coolest game i've played in a long time i've always thought i could be a great nba gm as it turns out it's not all that easy if you have the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise go and download ultimate pro basketball gm right now the game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation you're responsible, responsible for, dealing with challenging personalities such as players and coaches, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and trading the right players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of multiple season, seasons. All this in a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Pro Basketball Jam is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Wizards listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM starts your dynasty today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So if you disagree with some of the things that the Wizards are doing, you can download this app, use it, and you can be your own GM and make your team the way you want it to be. So, all right, guys. So, Bradley Bill, there's some news about him that just came out this morning talking about the Orlando game. I'm going to pull up the article here uh, real quick. This was from TMZ Sports. That's where I saw it first from TMZ Sports. Um, so, Bradley Bill, that's what the article says. I don't know why it's not loading. Uh, it says, Washington Wizards star Bradley Bill is under police investigation after a confrontation with fans who heckled the NBA star over a lost bet. Following a game last week, TMZ Sports has learned. Um, so the article is not li- is finally loading here. Uh, he's involved in a confrontation with some hecklers following a game last week. TMZ Sports has learned the complaint against Bradley Bill was lodged on March 22nd, according to the Orlando Police Department, uh, roughly 24 hours after the basketball player was involved in a spat with two fans following his team's 122 to 112 loss to the Magic in Florida. The dispute between Bradley Bill and the fans arose right after the 29-year-old Hooper was walking down a tunnel to the Wizards locker room arena at Amway Center. One of the guys in the group yelled at Bill, you uh, expletive, you curse word, me, out of $1,300, you curse word. Bill then turned, walked toward the fans, and appeared to knock the hat off of one of the guys' head, heads in response to the heckle. Bill and the fans then jawed back and forth with Bill calling the comment disrespectful. Bill said, keep it a buck. I don't give an expletive about none of your bets or your parlays, bro. That ain't why I play the game, end quote. Things were tense between Bill and the group with the men exchanging flurry words before the wizard star usher, was ushered into the locker room without further incident. So um, that's basically a nutshell out there. The alleged victim told cops he wants to press charges against Bradley Bill and police noted there was enough probable cause to charge Bill with simple battery, saying charges will be filed at large with the state attorney's office. So um, the wizards are aware of the situation, et cetera, et cetera. Clearly Bradley Bill was on the bench tonight, so he's not locked up or anything like that what were your what's your thoughts about the situation um i'm gonna try to look at it from both sides man um on the one hand i'm gonna look at from the player's perspective you know it's a loss you know your passions are high you know you got this dude over there trying to be fake tough you know (laughs) sitting there complaining about bets you know he's trying to be tough you know you can argue that under certain, you know, circumstances, man, it could have been worse, you know, with passions being high, you know, with, you know, just the interaction between the player and a fan. And I'm gonna look from the other side, man. Um, I think, you know, obviously fans can't touch players, you know, and, you know, obviously players can't touch fans. So, you know, that's the other side of the, the flip coin side of the coin, man, is that, you know, he went over there and that, that's, that, that's how they're going to get him. You know, he, he came back, he went over there and he touched the fans. So, they're gonna nab him, man. I mean, I, as far as charges, I, I'm, you know, like you said, they, they're he's pressing charges. I, it's, it's funny how the guy acts tough, and then when dude flips your hat, you're trying to, you know, you're quick to press charges. But and the flip side, I get the other side of, you know, the flip side of the coin, man. You can't touch fans, you know, just like fans can't touch players, and it's just unfortunately, man, it's just a part of me thinks this is gonna be. The, the cap of his career in Washington, man. And I, I, I just think so. I think it's the end. I, I, I do, man. It's just, it's so much has happened. There's so much going on with his franchise the last couple of years. And it just, it feels like the end, man. It, everything's just kind of crashing down for this team. You know, he's, he's had his fair share of issues, you know, 
And but I, I'll say this: I'm not going to be one of these people who are going to paint him as some kind of, you know, aggressive player, or whatever. Not, you know, from all his career, he's been a high character guy. You know, he's never had issues off the court. You know, um, you know, he, little stupid stuff here and there, like the 2K thing, and you know, stuff like that is annoying. You know, it gets on your nerves about him. But you know, he, you see him doing a lot for the community. So I'm not one of these guys. You know, after one incident, you're going to paint him a certain way. Nah, but. Look, I mean, you got to look at it a certain way. You know, it's a whole different league now, man. It's not like it was when Ron Artest went to the stands. I mean, it's a totally different league, man. It's a totally different society, totally different everything, man. And they're cracking down on stuff like that, man. You know, just overall picture, they're cracking down on that. And, and so, yeah, long story cut short, man, it's it's just a, it's a really crazy situation, man, because I think it was avoidable. He didn't have to turn around. He didn't have to go back. You know, you can argue that as a player, he has to show some level of restraint, some level of professionalism. Because, you you know, you think about it, man, 82 times a year, you're dealing with people that are saying all kinds of stuff at you. You know, I mean, I've seen some videos, man, that just, you know, fans acting crazy. So I get that side of it, man. So it's it's unfortunate, man. But it's just I think this and I don't I don't want to I don't want to be accurate, man. But this situation to me is going to hallmark the end of his tenure in D.C. And that's just my opinion, because so much has happened. And if you look at Gilbert Arenas' issue, John Wall's issue now, you know, John Wall, you can argue, you know, whether it was appropriate or not for him to flash gang signs. You know, I think we all can argue that wasn't the smartest move by John Wall. But, you know, this, <laughs> you know, how does management react to this, especially because, you know, they treated him like their golden child, man. So with him, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what Ted Leon says and really Tommy Shepard, what their course of action is dealing with the situation going forward, because you got to address it. Because, like I said, if you look at the fallout from John Wall coming from a video of him flashing gang signs, you know, him going over there and, you know, like I said, flipping a hat, you know, hate it, love it, you know, think it's serious, think it's not serious. I, you know, I, I get everybody has their opinion, but, you know, he did make contact with a fan and he's going to get suspended and there's going to be a fallout from this. So, you know, like I said, with everything crashing down for this franchise with the uncertainty with Coos and KP and just the little issues and the fan base feeling the way they do, it's just, it's been too tumultuous in this season for this team and i think it's just time i think this this situation just highlights what we all think and know that it's time for a fresh start in dc yeah the only thing i'll say is because you know bill has control over the trade you know gilbert didn't have no trade clause and john didn't have no trade clause so you know ted and Tommy were able to just trade those guys anyway um so that's the only thing that with that um i'm i'm not i wouldn't i wouldn't you know i don't think they'll suspend brad i i wouldn't really I mean, we'll see. There's, what, seven games left. They could, but I don't think Brad's going to play anyway. That's the only thing. And the fans, you know, Kyrie, he just escorted a fan. He uh, got a fan kicked out a couple days ago. Uh, we saw LeBron get a, a fan kicked out of the game uh, last year in, in, in Indiana. Um, so, you know, we've seen fans heckle players a lot. Um, the whole thing with betting and parlays, of course, you know, we both get on FanDuel, you know, we get on you know, price picks, stuff like that. And fans, you know, Fans are betting big money, and they just get out of hand. And it, players are playing to win. You know, there may be a game where Brad scores 15, but he gets 10 assists, and he wins the game. But, you know, you might have bet you might have bet on Brad to get 30 points, but he only ends up with 15. That game, the Orlando game, he had a pretty darn bad game. He fouled out. Um, that was probably one of his worst games of the season. So I can clearly see why the fan was upset. But at the same time, you don't – you don't you don't yell curse words at a player. You just can't do that. So the, the fan was out of line. Brad didn't react the best way. You can't flip his hat. 
personally, I don't think that's battery or assault, you know, flipping somebody's hat off. So, I mean, that's crazy to me for the fan to press charges. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's not a good look. It's not a good situation. Um, but I think, I just feel like, you know, Ted and Tommy, they love, they love Brad so much where they're probably just going to look at this as like a slap on the wrist. They probably won't do anything. And like I said, the the fan really was out of line. You you can't yell. What, what were the things that, that the guy said? Yeah, he said, you F. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that word. That that curse word. He said, you, you curse word me out of $1,300, you curse word. So, you know, and that's the fans from because Kyrie said the same thing. He said betting, sports betting is taking over sports and fans are getting out of hand. You know, fans are yelling at these guys, if you don't get five rebounds, if you don't get six points, ten points, fans are yelling at these players. You know, the players aren't the ones telling you to bet this money. So I I, I get mad at players too, but I'm not going to – I can't go out there and, and curse at a player. I, I just can't do that because that's it's, – it's the, it's the fans' decision to bet their money. Because if you're going to bet – if you're going to gamble – don't gamble money that you don't have, you know? So that's one thing. That's one way to look at it as well. I know $1,300 is a lot of money would have helped him out for sure. But, you know, Brad shouldn't have did what he did, but I, I personally, I wouldn't suspend Brad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I really wouldn't, you know, reprimand him too much for this, honestly, but he does have to move smarter and make better decisions. You know, we saw Isaiah Thomas. Remember when he walked into the uh, Philadelphia stands and somebody, uh, you know, he wanted the, the fan said I wanted to win a frosty because he wanted Isaiah Thomas to miss the free throw. But Isaiah Thomas made the he made the he made the free throw. And then uh, the fan yelled expletives to Isaiah Thomas and Isaiah Thomas actually went into the crowd. But then you brought up the Ron Artest situation, too. So we've seen we've seen fans get out of hand many, many times. So Brad didn't go out there and run or test anybody. So it wasn't close to that. So I personally, I, I think it's just, it may be a slap on the wrist. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it could have been worse, man. I mean, it could have been worse, and it's just it's a blessing that it wasn't, man. But mm. no, I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't think it's something that's suspendable. I'm going off the vibe of the league and mm-hmm. just the way the league is trying to crack down, and I think they will. Um, but you know, like I said, it's, it's just it's an unfortunate situation, man. Because you know, a lot of fans they know where to hit. You know, kind of prod these players and get a reaction, and it's just yeah, it's just some people just need to get a life. You know, get a life because <laughs> I mean. First of all, you betting on the magic. You already lost, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I think about the situation, man. It's, it's very unfortunate, man. But I'm hoping that I just it just seems like it caps a really, really bad year for this team, man. It's just so many issues, you know, so many interviews. It just, mm-hmm. man, just a part of me thinks that this could be a reason for him. Because look, I mean, let's be real. You know, Bradley Bill gets the vibe of the fan base. He knows how people feel. Oh, yeah. you know, he looks at. He looks at sports media. He listens to sports radio just like everybody else. He probably watches this very show. And I, he gets the vibe. <laughs> so, I mean, you how he reacts to this, especially, I mean, because I don't see him playing. So how important is that scoring title for him? Or not scoring title, but scoring record for him, uh, for him to want to come back. But that it just, it's another reason why this franchise just needs a fresh start, man. It's just so many issues. And it's just time for everybody to get a fresh start, including Bradley Bill, in my opinion, man. So, um, you got anything else you, you want to talk about, man? No, there's a lot of comments in there. There's, there's 90 people watching right now. So, we got a lot of people in here. Yes, sir. So, before we move on, man, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet 
up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. FanDuel. So, and definitely don't bet on the Orlando Magic. Right. Or Bradley Bill's points. <laughs> or oh, Bradley Bill's points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, um, but I did win one bet tonight. I was, I was one out of three. I, I bet on the Wizards to uh, on their win margin to win by eleven plus. So, and I put that bet in at the start of the fourth quarter. Oh, nice. Yeah, but okay. the first comment here, um, we know Israeli fandom's going to be in the house. We already know that. I think he's in <laughs> here already. Uh, the Dylan counts. Said, where was this earlier in the year and no Bill Gafford or Kuzma? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that frustrates. It's frustrating seeing them play this well. It really is. I'm happy, but at the same, I'm happy at the, I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm upset because they played really good ball. They actually kept a 20 point lead tonight. They were up by 23, and this is against a legitimate playoff team. This is a team that just went to the NBA Finals. Um, you know, a, a perennial all-star in Jason Tatum, a perennial all-star in Jalen Brown, a, a good uh, solid point guard in, in, in uh, Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Al Horford. Um, they got a good team. Grant Williams is a good 3 and D guy. They, they got a darn good team, and the Wizards play well. How many times have we seen Jason Tatum come in here and drop 30, 40, 50, get MVP chance? There was a lot of Celtics green in that in the arena tonight from what I saw on television. And the Celtics fans were loud, man. When Jason Tatum started out with like 10 points in the first quarter, they were going crazy. Every time he scored, they were very loud. So um, it was a hostile environment for the Wizards. It was basically like a road game, and they showed up tonight. And this that was a tough matchup for Denny to go up against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, two guys who are 6'9", athletic, six, really, yeah, 6'9", athletic wings, Grant Williams, Marcus Smart. Um, Denny did this against a legitimate playoff team, a, a, a title contender. So um, this this was a big win for the Wiz. Like I said, did it, did it set us back in a lot of odds? Sure it did, but um, – it was a good win, and like like you said, Dylan, without Gaff and Kuz and Bradley Bill. Nah, man, those uh, Celtics fans watching them with the heads down, walking out the arena was the sweetest part of it, man. Because <laughs> they ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. So that, that was definitely the the fun part of the evening, man. Because yeah, you, like you said, man, those Celtics fans were out and about, man. I mean, they were loud, man. And um, I said something to my wife while we're watching the game, man. It's like, man, that's just crazy because a whole section was cheering for them. So just seeing them with the heads down, sad, man, makes me happy. So, we'll probably read two more. Um, Bullets Nation thoughts on Bill Simmons giving us the worst franchise of the year award. I've never seen a front office so happy to be mediocre every year. I mean, yeah, what he was saying was very true. Um, he did talk about Bradley Bill in 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 the uh, during the podcast. Uh, he talked about Tommy Shepard as well. He talked about Bradley Bill. Just um, uh, his co-host or the guest. I can't remember who the guest was. Brandon, did you did you hear it? 
Yeah, I can't remember the guest either, man. But yeah, yeah I heard the, the podcast and mm-hmm. I mean, he was right on, man. I mean, you really echoed a lot of what me and you have been saying all year long that, you know, your, your goal shouldn't be to play in tournament. Like mm-hmm. you're, it should be a championship. You know, just being happy just to make the first round, just it's the wrong attitude, man. And so, no, it, it was, it was, he said that he was right on a lot of things he said, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, the calls were saying they're probably going to keep coups. What are they keeping coups for just to win 35 games? Um, like I said, they're just trying to make the plan. They said he, they're also saying that Bradley Bill, he's a really good player, really good talent, but just the perception of Bill is not as good as, as what he actually is. Um, it's not a number one guy. I mean, he ba- they basically reiterated what the fan base has said uh, for the most part. So, I mean, it really wasn't anything new. It was more kind of depressing to listen to but no i mean what he said was very true it was very true yeah like you said that's one thing to know it but to hear it for somebody else it's like yeah it's definitely sad but i um talk about coups real quick man i'm, I'm gonna throw a, a comment real quick i just saw uh from the sign talking about uh, kuzma teaching denny and johnny on the sideline was amazing that's the leadership this team needs i hope he resigns why can we play like this all year long too good to tank too bad playing yeah amen um i'm a, yeah i i saw that too man and this franchise is, is so <laughs> they get on your nerves, man. Because I will admit that I, I like Kuzma, man, and I wouldn't mind him staying here, man. It's just if if they're going to build on that core, man, they can. They, I want them to be smart. And I'm looking at, and I'm really talking about Tommy Shepard, you know, because like I said, Kuzma's shown a lot of leadership. He's really filled that void that really Bradley Bill should be at as far as leadership, in my opinion. Um, so. Yeah, I agree. A part of me does want KP and Kuz here, you know, long term. I know I've said, you know, let them walk and you know try to rebuild, but but I, you know, if they're intent on building on that core, man, just be smart about it. Like I said, Denny, with him being the contract here, knowing that you know you have those three together and Gafford, man, I would definitely try to get another first rounder because you can get another wing and get a point guard, and you know, but they, we're getting. I'm getting hit of myself, man, because we got the whole offseason to talk about it, so. But um, no, I, you know that comment's right on, man. I noticed that about Kuz, and I like to see that on the sideline, man. So, yeah, I, I like Kuzma a lot. Um, they're gonna have to pay him a, a lot of money to stay. Um, Chase Hughes said he's been hearing thirty million from some teams. So, I mean, if it gets to that, and you got Porzingis, he's gonna be making thirty six, thirty five, thirty seven million. Uh, then you got Brad making fifty million a year. So it's just a lot for a trio that is not guaranteed to get into the playoffs or even into playing. Uh, so it, it's just a lot to spend a lot of money on that, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, it is tough. But Kuzma, he, I think he's a good leader. I think he's a he's he had a heck of, he had a heck of a season this year and last year. Um, and you love to see his leadership. You love to see his leadership with Danny and Johnny. He's done, he's done a great job with that um, for sure. Um, Ronan Zenman says, Denny killed today. Israeli fandoms in the house. He says, uh, Denny Avdia, fire emojis told you all. Israeli fandom says the $250 million man is under investigation for assaulting a fan, John Wall 2.0. Yeah, I mean, and like like, like you said, Brandon, <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say John Wall 2.0, but, you know, if, if John Wall would have did this, I know Ted would have been quick to trade uh, John Wall. He probably would have traded him ASAP, just kind of like how John Wall got traded um, after, you know, the gang signs and all that. But I, I just feel like this is going to be treated very differently. Um, I think, you know, Brad's just going to get a slap on the wrist for this. And, and you know, so, I mean, I, I won't get too much into it. But, um, and like I said, the fan was out of line too. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's I, I just think that's how it's gonna play out. But on positive on a positive note, Denny Avdia told you all. Um yeah, he's playing well, man. Ever since you made your comment, I mean he's been playing his he's been playing his butt off. He really has. He's been playing with a lot of comedy, he's playing with physicality, getting downhill. Uh he's taking advantage of his of his opportunity. Yeah, talking about the whole John Wall situation. <sighs> look, let, let, let's be totally honest here. Um obviously we all believe that doing putting gang signs on social media is not the smartest thing mm-hmm. it's like going to the strip club and posing with a handgun just ain't the smartest thing to do right yeah i was gonna say i was thinking about that too <laughs> <laughs> but i mean let's be real though john wall didn't break no laws i mean he all he did was break the laws of public mistrust of our expectations of him but he didn't break any laws you know he, he didn't break any laws so i mean you know so for for him to have the exit he had for the gang sign incident, which I get it, man. You know, you don't want to see the hit of your franchise doing something like that because it's a it's a maturity issue. It's just in this, so many other things come along with it. And I get that, but um, but you know, you got to do something, in my opinion. You know, especially because, like, look, th- you hear the fan base. A lot of people are gonna say this. Look, you were hard on John Wall for gang signs. You know, you got a dude who, yeah, I get it. He flipped the hat. I don't think it's a big deal. You know, the fans kind of soft. And then the flip side, man, you know, like I said earlier, man, you know how the league is. And with him just making contact with him, man, I'm telling you right now, I, I see him getting suspended just because I know how the league goes, man. They're, they're stamping down on that, man. Because so, yeah, I mean, there's a point to that with the whole John Wall situation, man. It's like, you know, the, I believe, and this is my opinion. Now, I'm with you, E. I think that he's going to get a slap on the wrist. But I, as a fan, I would like to see some kind of something done, man. Because like I said, you shipped out John Wall pretty fast for that video. You know, for this, you know, at least you got something's got to be said, man, because, you know, and that's just my humble opinion. I get it. You know, the fans cursing at you, you know, and it's, it's a really tense situation following a loss. I get all that, and I, I get it, man. But you got to be, I mean, you got to be more tact than that, man, because in an era, in an age where there's a thousand cameras watching you every moment, you got to be more tact than that, man. So, that you know, that's just my point of view, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see how it goes uh, with with Tommy Shepard and what uh, Ted or even or, uh, Adam Silver decides to do if if he if they do anything at all. Um, but I see the comments here. A lot of people are saying they want to build around KP. Um, Garo Lemehan Lemehan says KP is a difference maker. The team has played played so well under his leadership. Build around KP. Um, Joseph Cobb says yes, built around Chris Evans, Porzingis. The only thing is just the health concern, but Chris Evans has been really healthy this year. Um, so I mean, he, he's he's played really well. He he's been the best guy on the team at times. You know, forty he had a forty three point game, had a couple thirty point games. He's had, he's had some big games. The only thing is that in the first half, he'll have some. He'll have an incredible first half, and then he'll disappear in the second half. I, like I said, I didn't know if this was. I don't know if this was because of coaching, them not getting him the basketball. Or teams adjusting to him and being a little bit more physical with him in the second half. I was just like, why is he getting 25 in the first half and he ends the game with 29 points? You know, it, it was just, it, it was kind of weird to me. But tonight he was consistent from start to finish. He had 20 points at the half, ended up with 32. Of course, he didn't have 40, but, you know, he had some big play. He had a really nice put back dunk. Um, when, the, when the Celtics bench came in, they benched Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Celtics bench actually started to come back a little bit, but they put, uh, Wes put Chris S back in the game. And uh, Chris Tabs had a really nice fourth quarter. Yeah, like I mean, like I said, man, under the right circumstances, I would like Kuz to come back, mm-hmm. but I'm not paying him 30 mil. That ain't happening. But looking at KP, man, you know, 
I, I would not mind him being here long term. I like, you know, with him being healthy, man, I like what I saw from him this season. And this game showed that with the offense flowing through him with the young guys, man, it's it's really fluent. So um, I got one more comment, man. Somebody, real quick. <laughs> Goldberg said, Brandon, why are you hating on Denny? I'm not hating on Denny. But if I'm the general manager and I'm looking at it from this standpoint, and this is where I'm coming from with this with this comment, man, is that next season, you know, I guess I guess really depends on the dynamics of what happened, whether Koo stays, KP stays, but Denny's going into a contract year. So you got to make a decision as a GM. If you're not going to extend a guy, you've got to get value for him. And that's just GM 101, man. Like you've got to get some kind of value at him. So I'm not I'm not hating on Denny, man. I, I really like his skill set. I like his progression. You know, don't I'm not hate on Denny. So, <laughs> but I believe that you know, if you're not intent on re-signing him, you got to get value from him. And that's why I said that easy. I would package him with two second round picks and try to get another first round pick. So that's where I'm coming from with that comment. Yeah, I think right now um, he's playing pretty well. So I mean, I think he he may be getting his trade value up, where you can package him with some other guys and maybe get not a star but a legitimate starting three and D. But I think knowing the way Tommy Shepard operates, I think that he's going to let him, he's just going to have Denny stay. And if he trades Denny, he would trade him before the trade deadline, basically like what he did with Troy Brown Jr. Uh, like what he did with, Ru- I mean, uh, Rui Hachimura this past season, um, like they did under when he was with Cunny, when Ernie Grenfell was here and Tommy Shepard was, you know, his understudy. Same thing they did with Kelly Oubre right before the trade deadline. Uh, I just don't see them trading him in the summertime unless they really see an ex- a significant upgrade of a player that they can get in return, just knowing how this this front office operates. Uh, but then he's showing flashes. The only, like I said, the only thing is, can he do this next to Bradley Bill? That's the only thing. Because when Brad's here, do we see that kind of Denny? We saw it a couple times when he was turbo against like the Rockets and some mediocre teams. But he is starting to do it against better teams, but at the same time, can he do it with Brad? Can he do it with Brad on the floor? He can do it with Porzingis on the floor, but can he do it with, with Bradley Bill on the floor? And when Brad's going to have the ball in his hands a lot of times, and Denny doesn't get the ball as much, obviously, when Brad's there and Kuz is there. So that that's just the biggest question mark for me with Denny. No, nah, I mean, you bring up a good point, E. So I, I totally agree. So before we roll, man, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it, man. There's a lot of comments. I'm scrolling through. We won't be able to get them tonight, get to them tonight. I see some trade scenarios in there and stuff in uh, different scenarios like that, some comments. But uh, <laughs> it says all Americans hate on Denny the same way they were racist to Rui. They were racist to Denny, but love Brad's antics. That is not – that's probably the most false statement <laughs> I've ever seen. Honestly, you know how many Americans that I see on social media and Twitter and just voicing off on Bradley Bill – Bradley Bill, he gets ridiculed the most out of all the players. So that's just that's just a false statement. Um, all Americans hate Denny. I mean, I, I mean, you can say what you want about that one. And Rui, I, w- I was a big Rui fan. I was upset when they traded him. I was I was pissed when he got traded. I was a big Rui fan. Um, I love Rui's game, so uh, that's not fair to say either. So, but um, I mean, like people say, people say that Israeli fandom is trolling. So he he, he might have caught. He need to put the cup down. Stop. <laughs> Stop <laughs> drinking, man. Cut him off. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not even gonna answer, man. <laughs> it's, it's craziness, man. But now nah, I'm uh, got nothing else, man. I uh, appreciate everybody tonight. Um, a big win, but we shall see what division is going forward. It's crunch time, gun the stretch, going towards the playoffs. So 
Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NBA, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, we are close to 3,000 subscribers, so definitely like, subscribe, hit the uh, notification button when dope videos like this come out. Definitely check out me and my dude, The Real Ed Oliver, on Twitter and Instagram. And again, wherever you get your podcast, a five-star review. So again, appreciate everybody tonight, man. Everybody have a blessed night and peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.